0: I'm going to open it up and in the anniversary we'll go deep into it. The reason why I want to teach you about fasting in this season is because a lot of people in the church of God today have come about all manners of devices about fasting. A group of Christians will fast for 40 days in the season coming very shortly, called the lengthy season. Take that one away where I tell you when I need it. In the time they call the lengthy season, the, what they mean by that is, because Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, we as His followers should also emulate him so that we may fast for 40 days and 40 nights. But you know, why it could be a good practice, it is not God practice. And we have seen the attitude in Christendom for years. When some Christians are getting close to the period of the length, some will put ashes on their head, which Jesus has forbidden already, and I'll show you in the Bible. And some will um, take some special meal. Some will you know, put on black cloth throughout the season, which Jesus has forbidden. You have all manners of practices that people came about with, the spiritual leaders. I believe very much that the reason why they did that was because the power of God is, is uh, burning low in the church. And they had to give something to the people to feel sanctimonious. That is my personal opinion. Because if anybody is a minister of the gospel, he has one mandate to teach the people what the Bible says. If the Bible doesn't teach a thing, it must not be taught. We have no right to form a doctrine that we think. While I may believe or decide to fast for 100 days, I have no right to tell the church to do so. Because when I tell the church to do so, it has become a doctrine. While I may say God is telling me, I'm the one who has got to go and do what I want to do, I may be wrong. Of course, I will be sincerely wrong if I now bring that as an instruction to the church. So we have people who do that. And we have some of them that if you are a Christian and you are not fasting in the period of length, they wonder whether you are a Christian. Your fasting in the period of length has nothing to do with salvation and it will not end you in heaven. Know that for sure. It is a make-up of some spiritual leaders and that had been the Orthodox doctrine Roman Catholics, Anglican, Methodists, Baptists, Protestants, and um, Pentecostal. And suddenly, in the past few years, Pentecostal have gone way wire. Where some churches will say they are fasting for 100 days, some will say they are fasting for 60 days, some will say they are fasting for 90 days. I sat down as a spiritual leader of Christian faith in this era. To commune with the one who sent me, God Himself. What is going on in the church? Now, I found out that the church is de- derailing because the church wants to give a form of God to the people so that the people can believe that by this activity they can acquire sanctimony or acquire, you know, standard with God or acceptance with God. But my question is, or my brother is, when all these things are happening, the nations that practice this are going down the drain. With all their 90 days of fasting, all their 100 days of fasting, evil is increasing among them. Even when the church has become so evil, it has become so destroyed. And the people who are at the top, everybody look as if they don't know what they're doing. They don't know where they're going. So to the extent now that even you see clergymen, there is no difference between a clergyman and the people in the world. The clergymen do everything that the people in the world do. Even now, they even do worse than the world do. But before all these 100 days of fasting started, 120 days of fasting started, the church of God was sanitized. Today, you have ministers of God who can have mistresses, and they don't see that as a sin in the midst of 100 days of fasting. You can have ministers who approve of divorce, and they also conduct it you have a manner of, of confusion in the church. But then I looked at the scripture and I found out that it took Esther three days with the people of Israel to change the law of a country. Three days of fast. And the decision to destroy was revoked. And victory came to the vanquished. It took Jehoshaphat In the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 20. One day to fast. From morning till evening. Not 24 hours. Morning till sunset. And all the battle that surrounded their nation. Was overthrown by God himself. Just one day. For Nineveh in the time of Jonah. We were not told how many days he fasted. But an ungodly man had That God was going to destroy them for their wickedness. And he had learned from the God of Hebrew that if you can repent and ask God for mercy, he will have mercy on you. So he bowed on his knees and he commanded everything living, both animals and man to fast. That is the first and the last of such fasting in the Bible. There was no other place where animals were told to fast. The dogs fasted, the chicken fasted, cows fasted, goats fasted, everybody fasted. <laughs> and when God saw that humility, God exploited the sin and he over, over, overruled the judgment. Now if you look at it as well, you will find out that every place where people have had tragedy coming and they fasted in the Bible, the maximum time as spoken is three days is three days and the effects of the fasting was instant and vivid and evident. Now what is wrong with our own fasting these days? Something is sincerely wrong. It must have been that does that mean rather that fasting is fasting not a, a right tool for Christians? It is. Should Christians not fast? They should and I'll show you in the Bible. But what is wrong with our fasting? Something is sincerely wrong with our fasting. If our fasting was the kind of fasting that Esther did, we could change the law on the parliament by our knees. I would gather now. If the fasting that we did is the kind of fasting that Jehoshaphat did, if anybody or gang against you and you shall fast from morning to the night crying on God, he will overthrow the decision. As he did to Jehoshaphat in chapter 20 of Chronicles, Second Chronicles, uh, first, uh, yeah, Second Chronicles 20. Now, what my intention is in this session is to help us understand seeking God, because my only heart for you is that you will find your God. That's all I live for. I live only for every man that encounter me to understand who the God who made him is, and how I introduce you to him to stay out of it so that you can connect with him. As many individuals that can connect directly with God on earth will make make effective changes. Both in our own lives, in our domain territory, and in the kingdom and in the nations. Therefore, should we fast at all? Oh yes, we should fast. Look at the book of Joel chapter 2. Let's read from verse 12 very quickly because I have just a few minutes. I hope my wristwatch is correct. Sometimes wristwatch falls sick. Look at what it says here. Shall we do together? Want to go? (laughs) This microphone looks like swans. Alright, look at that scripture. It says, even now, declares who? And what did it say? To and? Can I say something to you, uh, members of Christ in Tabernacle? I want you to believe in me. Okay? Because I am a part of the clergy in the world. And I know how much confusion the clergy had brought to the church. Because some clergymen want to protect what they believe. My duty is to break that cartel. We want to follow the scripture literally. If you are an intellectual, a literary understanding will give you a profound insight when you apply intellectual. But you need to understand the basics first. And we we'll look at this English as a true English and as a correct English. Because of some 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 fundamentalists who believe that King James has any special connotation to it. Do you know that it is ungodly for anyone to believe that? A time will come that King James will never exist again in this earth. If Jesus dies. You will not see King James Version again ever. Really... My mother language, mother's language translation has nothing to do with King James. People have been confusing the church because some people came up with this issue that King James said and NIV said. I've been trained now to reason as a lawyer. And I think the basic fundamental of anybody if you you have a case and you go to a lawyer the first thing the lawyer must understand is the literary knowledge of what's going on. If you don't know exactly what is going on you will base your judgment on false information. You will never get the truth from false information. Are we together now? Before you begin to speak all this big grammar and complicate you know, philosophies and uh, you know, exaggerations of uh, aquatic nonsense, let us first go back to the basics. Amen? Now, this Bible tells me something. This scripture. God is the one speaking now. We agree? What did he say? Even now declares the Lord. Your maker says something. What did he say? Return to me. Okay, stop now. The first thing God is saying here is, is Come back to me. You know, when God says return to me, He's not talking about walking to church. He's talking about your heart. Do we agree together? Now, when God said return to me, it's possible for us to begin to wonder, But I go to church. How? He didn't leave us with confusion. He said, with all your heart. So what God is seeking from you and I is repentance. Turning back to God with all our hearts. Not deceiving ourselves anymore. Not just coming to church, but giving your heart to Him. Not just lip service, but really loving. I just come back from Bristol. We bless the name of the Lord. Bristol has taken off yesterday. Now they are having service at ten o'clock every Sunday, and you know what happened? Some of our old members from um, Gloucester came back yesterday. They said they have been following us on the Twitter or oh, the Face Me, I Face You, and I <laughs> somebody. I love, I love Twitter. I will tweet the devil to death. <laughs> Yeah, hello there. Anyone there? I am Lucifer. All right, I am Alfred Williams. Yeah, what can I do for you? And corner him. It is written in Revelation chapter 12 verse 7. (laughs) It is written in Luke chapter 10 verse 18. I saw and fall like lightning. Are you the one? Now listen to me, therefore. It was fantastic in Bristol. And God gave us visions about Bristol is incredible. Bristol had taken off in power. Okay, one of those who went from London decided right on the spot to move to Bristol. She started now looking for school for her children and she's going to move to join Bristol. Now, listen to this God wants your heart, not your lips. He wants your heart, not your act. When you talk about heart, you talk about love, isn't it? Now, listen to you. Now, if you give me your heart, What is the vehicle I need you to do to use to give it to me? Fasting and prayer. With fasting and weeping and mourning, that is pure repentance. I would have asked you a question, but if I do, I know you wouldn't answer me. Huh? Should I? How many of you have wept before because you just love somebody? You see, now I said, they wouldn't answer me. <laughs> Did I not say that? <laughs> Everybody would just keep the, keep the answer in their hearts. You know something? When you truly love someone, sometimes you think about him and with great passion. It's not tears of sadness. Really too, it's not tears of joy, but you can understand what tears is. That is the heart speaking. It happened to that lady before, Yes? and when you have such tears come over you you will feel like doing everything good for that person you will feel like not wanting to hurt that person at all if you have done wrong things to the person you will go and ask for forgiveness and such forgiveness is not just mere talk it's a forgiveness with determination, asking for forgiveness with determination, you will not do that again that is the passion you have for God that's a first thing. That's the passion which you have for God. That's how God feels about us. But then He commanded us to fast and pray. What about some ministers who said that you don't have to fast? Don't follow them. If you cannot fast, you will fall. If you cannot fast, you will fall. You will not have enough iron in your spiritual bone marrows. Your ligaments will be weak. When a little wind of the devil blows you on the ground. So the Bible says here, we should return with fasting. Why should we fast? We're talking about. Why should we fast? We should return to God with fasting. But if you look at that scripture further, it went and said, Rend your heart, not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is what? Gracious and slow to anger and abounding in love and he relents from sending calamity. I think that tells you that fasting can withdraw judgment from God. Fasting and prayer can withdraw judgment from God. Can Christians come under judgment? All the time we do. Let us look at the word judgment. What it really means. I think judgment is a consequence of a misdemeanor. I think judgment is a consequence of a disobedience. I think judgment is a consequence of somebody doing a wrong. And I think by so, anyone who does not do wrong can never come under judgment. Hmm? If anyone who is not wrong is brought under judgment, what do they call it? Miscarriage of? Yes, So therefore, when God says, judgment from me, You know, it is because you and I have contravened God. Now, when we have deliberately contravened God, we invoke judgment with God. Because God has passed His judgment, you know, with His laws together. If you do this, this will happen. If you do that, that will happen. If you do this, that will happen. If you do this, that will happen. If you do this, that will happen. Now, when you do those things and those judgments come, if you fast and pray, God relents. He withdraws the punishment. Why should we fast? My time is up. Why should we fast? Write this down. God's willing, we will deal with it further. Look at the book of Matthew. Matthew. I should fast as a Christian because Jesus said we should fast. Matthew six sixteen and eighteen. When you fast, do not do not look sober. <laughs> Shall we read it together? Hey, 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 this is headquarters. Give me headquarters reading. Stop. Read it again. stop let's examine the english it begins by saying when the word when means you have to sometime correct so how can a christian say that you shouldn't fast then he has he has withdrawn from christian principle taught by jesus himself jesus never said if you fast if he says if you fast, then it means it's not applicable to all elements in the sex. But it says when you, it means it's applicable to all elements that com- compose the set. Hmm? It's a matter of time. You will. That's another word for when. But when situation happens and you have to fast, it will be more simpler. Jesus says so. And what did he say? Do not behave like the hypocrites. Don't look so bad as the hypocrites do. The whole of your face in office is like that. And the members of the office are saying that, Are you sick? And you don't want to say you're a You better go home now. You don't look fine. That is a hypocrite. <laughs> or in the church you look so... They say we should pray. They say shout hallelujah. hallelujah. You look like a hypocrite. <laughs> Jesus says so. <laughs> he says, Don't do like the hypocrites do. For they disagree. This figure their faces, isn't it? To show men they are what? Fasting. What about those who put ash on their head? That is too much. So you see that is a wrong doctrine. Why do they do that? To show men they are fasting. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in food. Which means when you do all those things, your fasting is a null and void act. It is non grata. It has no potency to make anything happen. Because you are fasting for men. You want to know that you are fasting. You want to know that you are going on 40 days lengthy season. Everybody shouting lengthy, lengthy, with lengthy. Where do you see the word lengthy in the Bible? It does not exist. Oh, we as Christian community, I know some guys, when they are fasting in the creed, you know, this land this isn't, they seem like Muslims to follow them. They will store, they will empty the whole of their, their, their fridges with whiskey brandy for the period of fasting. When the fasting is almost over, they will begin to store, And they will, yeah, 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 yeah. One of them will call him Mr. Boto. We call him Mr. Boto because he will sit down and a carton of beer he will finish it sitting, and he will get another carton of um, stouts. You finish it. And this man will not stand up from where he is. They will be challenging one another. I have just drank 24 bottles. The guy is so huge, his belly is like this. Okay? So, some people too will say, I'm not going to quarrel with you. Let me finish my first Anything you do to me now, I won't reply to you. You are a devil. But let me finish my fast. And once they finish their fasting, they flex their muscles and go back and fight. It's because they are fasting to men. Understand that the reason, the first reason and the main reason why God says fast is to get your heart. And when God gets your heart, don't take it back. Just leave it there. It means that a man who has given his heart to the Lord will not have to fast too regularly. Okay? And we'll talk about why do you fast, the reasons why you should fast. Then you will recognize that many things, many reasons why people fast, a person in real relationship will always get those things and he will not need to fast for them. But when he fasts, he fasts because it is Godly exercise. That is where I want all of you to be. He says, I tell you the truth, they have received their rewards. Then the next verse, I love it. But when you fast, what did he say? Rub your perfume, put oil on your head, and wash your faces. And some people said that if you put oil on your body, you are going to hell. I don't know where they got their home from. Because this is Jesus speaking that you should oil your body and look good. And when Jesus mentioned oil, oil of those days is not uh, granite oil. It is oil that has saints. They are perfumes. Like the one the, the woman came to wash the legs of Jesus and rub him with, with the, the oil. The little bottle that the woman was rubbing Jesus' feet was one month's weight. Expensive perfume. Put oil on your, on your face, on your head, and wash your face. That is, look normal. It doesn't mean that your face will be shining too because if you face shine too much unnecessarily, people will ask you, ah, yesterday your face was not shining. What are you shining for, you know? But be normal. And it says so that it will not be obvious to men that you are fasting. Be completely normal. But only to your Father who is unseen and your Father who sees what is done in the sacred with what? I'm going to stop there this morning. It means Jesus said fasting brings some reward. Do we agree together? Come on now. Jesus said when you fast in such a way that it is a communion with you and your God, he rewards. So if anybody says to you that Christians shouldn't fast, don't argue with them. Just tell them that my own Christian fasts, sir. God gave us all this food to eat. Yes, sir. Sickness sometimes take it from us, sir. Huh? So it's better for me to take it from myself than sickness to take it from my mouth. Hmm? Don't follow those people. Who do not follow the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ? Jesus says, When you fast, there will be a situation in life that will make you fast. You don't have to have a problem to fast. I will show you in the Bible, in look at the book of Acts, chapter 13. Look at verse 1 and verse 2. It says, In the church of Antioch, we have prophets and teachers, and I mentioned all their names. Verse 2 says, While they were worshipping, while they were worshipping the Lord, and what? fasting, the Holy Spirit what? Said. They were fasting because they were worshipping. Not because they had a problem. They were fasting because they were worshipping. Just to draw their heart closer to the Father. It's an act of fasting. To humble yourself and draw your heart closer to the Father. And then the Holy Spirit spoke, isn't it? And said, pray for me, Saul and Barnabas and so for the works that I have called them. Isn't it? Now look at the next verse. Let's read together. So, they had fasted now twice, isn't it? They were fasting and praying. They had God's voice. Separate these people for a holy order. And after all, to separate man for a holy order? To do that, we need to fast. So, they fasted again on the day they were commissioned them. And then, before they laid hands on them, connecting their heart with the heart of the Father, So that power would draw from the Father upon the ordinance. Because to appoint a man to a holy service is sacred, it can never be attained by physical. So they fasted because they were worshipping God, just to build up their spirits as an exercise. And while they were commissioning men, they fasted and they lay hands on them. So if anybody tells you that Christians shouldn't fast, I would say to you, that person is speaking either of two things of flesh or of the devil. Finally, look at Jeremiah twenty nine and let's read verse twelve together. Yes, let's look at it out there. Shall so, we together, please? The next one. Then the next one. Uh-huh. I love the Bible so much because foolish men like me can understand it. You don't have to go to a to, to theology school to know the Bible because it's simple English. You, know, you have to go to university to learn how you, to understand your father. That is a strange thing, isn't it? is Isn't it? God is your father. He spoke not in the language of angels. He spoke in the language of men. And men wrote it. And if we should approach God in this simplistic manner, we would never miss him. You don't need theology or theological knowledge. Those of us who are curious to read theology, we want to read it because we want to argue. That's all. It doesn't make us know God more. But because there are some foolish men on earth who believe they can talk philosophy and talk nonsense. So, to be able to match up with their madness and nonsense, and we desire to be nonsensical as well, to just have that knowledge. But my dear, to know your God. This is simple English. It says, I will be found by those who seek me. But when you seek me with what? All your heart, let's stand upon our feet. You're going to tell God i tell God, help me to give my heart to you. Shall we just pray for ourselves? Help me to give my heart to you. I want to seek you with all my heart. I want to serve you with all my heart. I want to give all my heart to you. Father, help me Lord Jesus. No more live service. This is the month of February. I really want to seek you. I want to find you. I want to know you. Help me, Jesus. Tell the Lord, I want to give my heart to you. I want to call you my father, and here you call me my son or my daughter. I want to know you and the power of your resurrection. That my Christianity is not just live service. My Christianity is divine from God. Relationship, intimate relationship with the King of Heaven. Lord Jesus, help me. Pray that God should use you in this season. You want to hear God distinct? You want to be a mouthpiece of God in this generation? I thank you, Jehovah. A Jesus anointed name we had prayed. My God and my King, I just pray for all these people who have come to your house today. Nobody visits a man's house who has no relationship or intending relationship with Him. And the church is the house of God, and we know it. For us to come to your house, Lord, is because we have a relationship with you. Or at least we believe in you and we are seeking one. My Father, you said in the scripture, whoever seeks you will find you. Lord, this morning, may your spirit rest upon everybody. As they have come this morning, Lord, they find you in the name of Jesus Christ. The words are spoken out of you, Lord. Let it remain in their hearts. Let it turn their hearts towards you at all times. And make a difference and a transformation and translation in the heart of all who have heard me. A deeper love for you. A love with compassion. Lord, when will man have pity on God, help us to have pity on you. There are many things you want to do on earth, but you have bound yourself by appointing men to do those things and we men have not responded to you and lord you don't like that it pains your heart help us to have compassion on you so that we can fulfill our obligation that you have assigned us in the land of the living with boldness and courage we will see united kingdom saved we will go to the edge of europe and bring this nation to their knees before you we will go to africa and asia lord and destroy the powers and dominion of satan that mortal men may know you, true God, you only true God. Amen. Father, help us. In Jesus' holy name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord, Please.
1: and our Father. And it, it's something that we should that we all personalize. And as I read it, I'm reading it to myself, and I'm reading it to everyone. And I pray it's a blessing to you. I mean, yesterday I was thinking when we were praying, I was thinking about just the love of God and the fact that he could have he could have chosen anything or anyone to bring glory to. The Bible says that he can make the dust of the earth praise him, he can make stones praise him and worship Him, but he decided to choose man, who he made from the dust, and his love for us is beyond anything, and even though worst sinner, God still desperately loves them. Yeah. And wants them to be saved. And his desire for us to have a relationship with him, as the Apostle said, is eternal. He wants us to have a relationship with him that can never end. And I pray that this is a blessing to all of us. Picture a son and his father. Bound tightly by love's unbreakable tether. The son looking up and looking down the father. From the father... He hears, love you son, love you too daddy, he says in return. A head pat and a hair shuffle for the son, a touched heart for the father, kneeling to carry his son. I love my father, but my father loves me better. To him, I'm never a bother, always smiles as he puts me on his shoulder. I live, eat, sleep, and grow, all under my father's shadow. We all have different fathers, but you may have heard of this, my father. I speak not of my earthly father married to my blessed mother, through whom I was refined to live in a gentle manner, to be a man of strength and character. Nor do I speak of my spiritual father, who taught me the rules and the regulations of the holy order. But I speak and I testify to my original father. The I am that I am. I'll make her. Through Christ... I was born again to my father, a new creation to be his son forever. And now that I am his son, I believe no one but my father. A son obeys his father. I obey my father. A son cherishes the company of his father. So I smile and I cherish the company of my father. A son communicates deeply with his father. I seek only to communicate deeply with my father. A son is not seen but the Father, so I stand not to be seen but my father. I choose to be a son and not a man, because a man has a tendency to have his own plans. I choose to be a son and not a man because my father saved me by the sanctified ram. I chose to be a son, and not a man, when I compared my years to his eternal age band. I choose to be a son, and not a man, because what else when my own father is the perfect man? Now and forever, I am a son of my father. When I grow, I'll be a man For my father, but still remain a son of my father, for I'm never a man in front of my father. My life I would lose if it was in my hands. So I put it all in his most capable hands. I will emulate my father and live no more as my own man. For as long as I live under the sun, now and forever, I am my father's son. Thank you.